You're listening to A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners, helping people everywhere know God. Visit our website and learn more about Harvest Partners at harvest.org. When you share your faith next to being a Christian, this is one of the most joyful, fulfilling things we can do. It's not just for the lost people, folks. It's for us. It's for us, too. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the compelling truth that when we bring others to Christ, it brings us closer to Christ. I believe if we would just obey the Great Commission, we would experience personal revival. This is the Our mission statement here at A New Beginning is knowing Him and making Him known. And today we'll see how those two ideas are inseparably linked. When we make Him known, we know Him better. When we draw other people to Christ, we're drawn to Christ. Sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? And today on the broadcast, as Pastor Greg Laurie brings us the final installment in his popular series examining the Jesus Movement, we'll see how he can put that great idea into practice. Let's grab our Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 28. And the title of my message is The Jesus Revolution in Evangelism. You know, one of the real traits of the Jesus movement was people were out everywhere sharing the gospel. That was the way it was back then. You'll say, well, that, that's great, man. I wish it was that way today. Why can't it be that way today? Last time I checked, the Great Commission is still in the Bible. You know what the Great Commission is. We'll read it in a moment, but it's the words of Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I know we're maybe reluctant to share that, but there's power in the message of the gospel. And the power's always been there, and the power will always be there. Because Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone who believes. And the word that he uses there for power is the Greek word dunamis, which means dynamic dynamite power. If ever there was a generation that needs to be engaged with the gospel, it is this generation. You want to know what God gets excited about? If I can use that verbiage of God. God gets excited. Heaven gets excited when people believe in Jesus. The Bible says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that comes to repentance. I mean, think about that for a moment. Every time a person turns from their sin and puts their faith in Jesus Christ, there's a shout of praise in heaven. So I mentioned the Great Commission. Let's go to our text now, Matthew 28. Let's read it. This is a very important statement that, frankly, we all should commit to memory. Jesus says, Matthew 28, verse 18, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. There's one more version of the Great Commission, if you will, 
that's in Mark 16, 8, 15, where Jesus simply says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. So to pull it all together, the great commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, led by the Holy Spirit to bring people to Christ, then to disciple them. This is where a lot of people uh, miss a key element. It's not just to proclaim the gospel. It's to lead people to Christ and disciple them, get them up on their feet spiritually, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you to the end of the age. I believe if we would just obey the great commission, we would experience personal revival. Why do I say that? Because when you get your eyes off of yourself for a moment and think about somebody else that's lost and separated from God and leave your comfort zone and seek to share your faith next to being a Christian, this is one of the most joyful, fulfilling things we can do. And this is why the devil doesn't want us to do it. If there's one thing Christians and non-Christians have in common, it's this. We're both uptight about the gospel. Satan's uptight with us sharing the gospel. We're uptight with sharing the gospel. So non-believers, they don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me because, like we were saying earlier, they think you're going to shove it down their throat. They think you're going to be judgmental and mean. We should never be that way. Listen, if you want to win some, be winsome. Be nice about it. Share the gospel with a smile on your face. Care about the person you're talking to. And build that bridge. So many times Christians burn bridges instead of build bridges. And the objective is not to win the argument. It's to win the soul. Because I've seen some Christians who are very knowledgeable and they come in with both gospel guns loaded and they unload them on the non-believer and tear down their arguments and humiliate them. And the non-believer says, what a jerk. I never want to talk to a Christian again. You could have done a lot more if you just would have showed a little compassion and love and let them share for a while and say what they think and now you can respond appropriately with the message of the gospel. But this is the Great Commission. But sadly for many, the Great Commission is the great omission. Now let me say something that might surprise some, but I believe it's true. I believe to not share the gospel can actually be a sin. And you might say, well Greg, you're going too far. Well wait, hold on, what is the sin? <laughs> There's different definitions of sin because there's different kinds of sin. One definition of sin is to cross a line. So if I'm told don't step on the black carpet and I step on the black carpet, I just cross the line. That's called a trespass. So when I break a commandment or I do what God tells me not to do, I just cross the line. That's a sin. That's a sin of commission. But then there's a sin of omission. The sin of omission is not doing what I should do. The Bible says to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So if I really believe the Bible, and I really believe what the Bible says about the afterlife, that there really is a heaven and there really is a hell, if I really believe the gospel which effectively says Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, and I really believe if a person rejects Christ, they will spend eternity separated from Him. And I don't even try to engage a person in a conversation. That could be the sin of omission, you see. So we don't want that to happen. And I think also we miss out on a great blessing. Here's how it spiritually revives you. When you get a new believer in your life, it can reinvigorate your faith. Listen to this. 
a new Christian needs an older believer in their life to stabilize them. An older Christian needs a younger believer in their life to energize them. You know? So, you know, if you've known the Lord for a long time and you just hang around with other people that have known the Lord for a long time, you go to church, you go out afterwards, maybe you argue theological minutiae, but when you have a brand new believer that's hearing this all for the first time, man, it's gonna change you. You might actually talk about things that would interest the new believer and then they'll ask you questions and you may not have the answers. Then again, you may have a lot more answers than you think. See, God does not give us this truth to hoard and to keep to ourselves. He gives us this truth to share. And Jesus said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. With the same measure you give, it will be given to you. When you're a generous believer in every way, that includes with your finances, that includes your evangelism, that includes everything, where you're a giving person, God will replenish your supply. And I think when you're around a new believer and they're asking you questions, well, it, it reminds you of things you've forgotten. Haven't you ever shared something with someone and as you're sharing it, you get re-excited about it again? You're telling them what Jesus did and what it was like when you first came to Christ and how your life was changed. And as you're sharing your story, you get all fired up about it. That's why you need to do it. It's not just for the lost people, folks. It's for us. It's for us too. And by the way, you know more than you think you know. I already said that, but you really do. Because you sit in church all the time and you hear all these Bible studies, it's going in your heart and it's going in your mind. And when you try to help someone, it'll start coming to your memory because the Holy Spirit will bring it to your memory. Pastor Greg Laurie will have the second half of his message in just a moment. It's encouraging to know that Pastor Greg's messages reach far and wide, even halfway across the world. So here's my story. I'd been claiming to be a Christian, but I was actually living for the world. All that changed after I was arrested and sent to jail. I'd hit rock bottom, thinking I'd lost everything. I live in Australia, and I was in a holding cell, cuffed and being transferred to a van to appear before a judge. I heard a voice in my head saying... You're here because you haven't surrendered. I knew it was the voice of God. As I stepped into the van, I prayed, Lord, if you get me through this, I promise I'll serve you. In jail, I spoke to a chaplain and I asked for advice on what to read in the Bible. And he told me to read the book of John. So I read John twice, while also reading Matthew, Mark and Luke. Anyway, after serving my time, I was recently released on parole. And that next Sunday, I went to church and surrendered my life to Jesus. All glory to God. I then looked for a genuine Christian radio station and I found one in Springwood, Australia. Since then, it's the only radio station I listen to every morning on my way to work. And I love Pastor Greg Laurie's preaching. That fuels me up. And so do the worship songs. Thank you. What a great story of how God's Word has touched this man's life. Do you have a story to tell? If so, would you call us and share your story? Call 866-871-1144. That's 866-871-1144. Well, today, Pastor Greg is helping us realize the impact we can have in bringing a spiritual awakening to our culture and a revival to the church. Let's continue now. 
I'm telling you in this last message in this Jesus Revolution series, if you want to experience revival, do revival-like things. What did we do back in those days? We told you already we had passionate, heartfelt worship. We studied the Word of God. We believed that Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. And we shared our faith all of the time. I would just say to you, if you would just start doing those things, open every day with the Word of God, study the Word of God, start living, believing that Christ could come back at any moment, and look for opportunities to tell others about Jesus, you'll experience revival. Because as I've said, we overly mystify revival too as we do evangelism. Revival just means restoration to original condition. And revival starts with you. It starts with me. So don't be worrying about everybody else. They need revival. This church needs revival. You need revival. I need revival. Start with you. Make sure that you're firing on all cylinders as a follower of Christ. Make sure you're doing the things that God has called you to do. Let it begin with you. And so that was our heart. And that still needs to be our heart. Because this is not about what happened 45 years ago. This is about something that God wants us to do no matter what generation we're in. And that includes this generation. So I don't care what some people say. Oh I'm uncomfortable. It won't work today. Nonsense. The gospel will always work. It will always change human hearts. And it's always the message God wants us to give to every generation because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me close by just extending an invitation to maybe somebody here who is not yet a Christian. You know, we're talking about talking to people like you, but maybe I'm actually talking to you right now. Uh, you're hearing these things for the first time. Let me just get to the bottom line. You know why you have a big old hole in your heart? It's because you were created to know God. This modern world with all of our tech and all of our cool stuff hasn't filled the emptiness inside. Drugs, sex, and rock and roll didn't do it in the 60s. High tech and all the things that we have to offer today won't do it in this time. And whatever we come up with and generations that come won't do it either. As long as the Lord tarries. The answer will always be Jesus. You were created to know God. You were created to have a relationship with God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about knowing Jesus in a personal way. And that's what appealed to me. That's what I wanted. I wanted a relationship with God. Because I really didn't have a relationship with anybody to speak of up to that point. I didn't even know how to have a relationship with someone. But then along comes Jesus. And He comes into my life. And I'd had so many promises given to me by adults and they broke those promises and they failed me over and over again and disappointed me. And here comes Jesus. And He makes a bunch of promises too. And He keeps every single promise. He's never failed me once, ever. His promises are true. And He's kept them for me. And that's why I stand here talking to you about this today. Not because this is my job. This is not my job. This is my passion. This is my life. He changed my life and I want to see Him change other lives. And there might be somebody here right now or somebody watching or listening that does not have this relationship with Jesus Christ. You're a sinner. 
You've broken God's commandments. We all have. You've crossed the line. You've fallen short of the standard. But here's the good news. 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross in your place, and He paid the price for all of your sin. Jesus Christ came to pay a debt He did not owe because you owed a debt you could not pay. And three days later, He rose again from the dead. Now He stands at the door of your life and He knocks. And he says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. He can come into your life right now and fill that void that you can't fill in this modern world. This is what you've been looking for. You know, my wife, she likes to put puzzles together. I have no idea why. I walk by a puzzle, I'm like, whatever, keep walking. Kathy will stop. Oh, what are you, crazy? She enjoys it. And a while ago she got a puzzle and she put the whole thing together and she called me, Greg, what? I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. The last piece is missing. We're literally on our hands and knees crawling around and we finally found it. She completed her puzzle. That's what life is like. You know, we put all the pieces in place. Okay, if I just, you know, if I get married and we have this many kids and we live here and I drive this and, and this happens and that happens, I'll be happy. You get all the little pieces in place and you're all done and there's something missing. It's not a something, it's a someone. It's Jesus. God holds the missing piece, a relationship with Him. But to receive it, we have to reach out and say, I, I want you, Lord, in my life. In a moment we're going to pray and I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come and live in your heart as your Savior and your Lord. And you can know then that you'll go to heaven when you die and you can find the meaning and purpose in life you've been searching for for all of your life. So if you need Jesus right now, if you want this relationship with Him, respond to this invitation as we all pray. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and dying and rising again. And thank you that you're here, right here, right now, knocking on the door of many hearts. I pray for folks that don't know you. I pray they'll come to you and believe, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you want to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg will help you do that before today's edition of A New Beginning wraps up. And he'll have a final comment from our study at the end of our time together. As we wrap up Pastor Greg's series called Jesus Revolution, maybe you've missed an installment or two along the way. Well, you can hear the studies online at harvest.org. Stream them while you're online or download an MP3 for later. Again, go to harvest.org. Many are so looking forward to seeing the new feature film, Jesus Revolution. It looks at the Jesus movement of the late 60s and early 70s. Young people, hippies, were finding the Lord. Pastor Chuck Smith and his wife Kay had a burden for these young people. Kay said, we want to meet a hippie. And... So one night, here's Lonnie with his, uh, you know, long hair and, you know, the bells on the bottom of his cuffs and, and the flower kid, you know. 
Well, Pastor Greg, we mentioned before that Pastor Chuck Smith figured prominently in your story and the story of the Jesus movement, of course, and contemporary Christian music. True. He's been in heaven now for almost 10 years. What do you think he would say about (laughs) Jesus' revolution? Yeah, I think he would love it because it's a story of what Jesus did in a generation. It shows that Chuck was willing to leave his comfort zone. You know, Chuck wasn't a fan of rock music. Chuck was just this kind of of salt-of-the-earth, hardworking guy. I mean, on his day off, Chuck liked to build things. Chuck was a construction guy. He, You know, he was... um, he was a man's man, very practical. And and so he was pastoring this church. It, it wasn't a really large church. And he saw these counterculture kids doing crazy stuff, growing their hair out long, hanging out in the streets. And he thought they all needed to get a haircut and get a job. Mm-hmm. But his wife, Kay, had a real heart for these people and was praying for them. And God brought a hippie evangelist into Chuck's life named Lonnie Frisbee. And to Chuck's eternal credit, he opened his heart to this and let this young man preach in his church. And then Chuck opened his heart to these musicians that came in with their songs about God. You know, we're so used to electric guitars and drum kits and all the things that we have in churches today. But back in those days, in the late 60s, you didn't have that in church. And this was a whole new thing. And Chuck took risks, and he took risks on a young guy named Craig. That's me. Mm-hmm. And he helped me get started in ministry as well. And I wasn't the only one. He did it for a lot of young men and a lot of young women. He was a real pioneer, and he was a real trailblazer. And so he's portrayed by Kelsey Grammer in a powerful performance. Kelsey didn't try to take on the mannerisms or voice inflections of Chuck, which were very distinct, but he captured the character and sense of it in an amazing way, and and you'll love it. And so if you know Chuck, you'll say, oh, well, you know, Chuck sounded a little different, but but that's not the story. The story is what Chuck did, and that Mm. is reflected in this film. And so people, a whole generation, are going to discover the great man of faith he was and the risks he took, and the result was a spiritual awakening. I think you're going to love this. Yeah, yeah, it really is a moving film. February 24th is the official release of Jesus Revolution. And by the way, there's a special national preview showing today. It'll feature special bonus content, including an easy-to-understand presentation of the gospel by Pastor Greg. So make plans to bring someone who needs the Lord. That's what we're all about, sharing the hope of Christ with those who need that hope. To get tickets to this special preview today, go to JesusRevolution.movie. That's .movie, not .com. Again, JesusRevolution.movie. And thanks so much for partnering with us as we share the gospel in this innovative way. When you come out to the movies and support this film, you help us tell the story of the past to a whole new generation. But more than that, you just may plant the seeds of the next spiritual awakening, like we saw during the Jesus Movement. If you appreciate the work we do in sharing Christ in surprising new ways— We hope you'll partner with us. Would you consider that? If you can make a donation right now, we want to send you Pastor Greg's book called Jesus Revolution. What a great resource to help you enjoy the movie even more. 
You can donate today by calling 1-800-821-3300. That's a 24-7 phone number, 1-800-821-3300. Or write A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. Or go online to harvest.org. Well, Pastor Greg, a few moments ago, you spoke of the need to get our hearts right with God. Yeah. Could you help someone who wants to do that right now? Yes, I'd be delighted to. Listen, as you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it and what do I do? Let me help you. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with him is just a prayer away. The Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address, literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray. Amen. I know. It's such a simple, short prayer. But you just called on the name of the Lord. And you know what? He heard that prayer. And if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Now let me help you to get started on the right foot in your new life in Jesus Christ. The greatest adventure awaits you the life of walking with God. I want to send you what we call a New Believer's Growth Pack that includes the New Believer's Bible and a whole lot more. And let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. And to get that free New Believer's Growth Pack, just ask for it if you've prayed along with Pastor Greg to receive Christ today. We'll be glad to send one your way. Call us at 1-800-821-3300. We can take your call any time. That's 1-800-821-3300. Write us at A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. Or go online to harvest.org and click No God. Well, next time here on A New Beginning, with the nationwide premiere of the new movie Jesus Revolution coming up this Friday, Pastor Greg gives us a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the film. But as we wrap up Pastor Greg's radio series, Jesus Revolution, he closes in prayer. So, Lord, we've heard your word. You've given us the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you promised you're with us to the end of the age. We're not alone. You've given us this power, you've given us this authority, and you've given us this commission. Now, Lord, help us to do it. You've told us in Scripture we will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us to be witnesses unto you. Lord, we need this power. So fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit and give us a boldness like we've never had before. Give us a burden for lost people like we've never known before. And open up opportunities and doors for us to engage people in conversations about Jesus. 
And Lord, we would be even so bold to pray that you'll give us the privilege of leading someone to you. Because you tell us in scripture, he that wins souls is wise. Lord, we want to win souls. Use us in that way. And then taking a new believer under our wing, we can help them, they can help us, and you'll send revival in our life. You tell us if we go out sowing our seeds in sorrow that will come back, bringing our sheaves with us, rejoicing. Lord, we want to rejoice as you use us for your glory. So we commit ourselves to you, and we ask you to go before us, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A New Beginning is a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners, helping people everywhere know God. If this show has impacted your life, share your story, leave a review on your favorite podcast app, and help others find hope.